All right. It's that time of the week. Um, as you know, on Fridays, we try and get into some of the, uh, I don't know, geeky, maybe interesting, sciencey stuff. I love it. I, I, I can't get enough of it. Um, what we're going to talk about in the next half hour, we got a couple on the go. Um, you know, we try and drag you off the beaten path of the news, the news, the news, and uh, get into some of the interesting stuff that's going on, well, in the universe. Uh, coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk about Venus. Uh, some pretty interesting discoveries about what goes on on that planet. But right now, we're going to come a lot closer to home, right here in the province of Alberta, and we're going to talk about the king of the dinosaurs, Tyrannosaurus rex. Some interesting, really interesting news this week about the T-Rex. And joining us to walk us through it all, we have Francois Therrien joining us now. Francois is the curator of dinosaur paleoecology at the Royal Terrell Museum in Drumhill, Alberta. Um, Francois, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. This is some very, very cool research. Basically, you guys have been doing some work examining the life cycle of the T-Rex, if I have this right, and you've determined basically that they're almost a completely different animal um, from the time when they're born to when they become what we all know as, you know, the king of the dinosaur world, right? Yes, exactly. When you mention T-Rex or Tyrannosaurs, the bigger group of animals that includes T-Rex and its close relatives, most people have that picture in their minds of that big lumbering beast that has a powerful bite that can pulverize bones. Yeah. But, but, but the truth is that yet dinosaurs are reptiles, so they had to hatch out of an egg. So they started at very small body size, and then they just had to, during their lifespan, increase in body size until they reached that adult morphotype, that adult picture that we have of what di- a dinosaur looked like. But the, the young individuals, the juveniles, they were totally different animals. They looked very different. They were very lightly built. They were very swift, very rapid. They were runners that looked totally different from uh, the adult counterparts. And they also, as we discovered in our study, actually fed differently. They prayed differently, and they, uh, they, they actually had a bite that was much weaker than that of adults. So the young ones were not just scaled-down versions of the big, mighty T-Rex. They were animals, distinct animals in their own, uh, in their own way. When we talk about um, tyrannosaurs, how, what is that life cycle, and how long does it take for them to grow into the monsters we all know and love? Here in Alberta, we are really lucky. We have such a great fossil record for dinosaurs and for tyrannosaurs in particular. Not only do we have five different species of tyrannosaurs found in the province, but we have lots and lots of individuals for these different species that actually these individuals, these fossils, represent the full spectrum of the life cycle of dinosaurs. We have the smallest individuals that are about three, four years of age, and then we have basically animals that basically die at different growth stages along the way. So for one species known from the Dinosaur Provincial Park area near Brooks uh, called Gorgosaurus, we have 26 individuals that cover the full spectrum from three years old to sometime in their 20s when they reach adulthood. And another species called Albertosaurus, more famous from the the Edmonton area, but also the Drumheller area, Uh, there we have 13 individuals that actually fold that spectrum. So by studying those, those jaws, we're able to see that 
up to the age of about 11 years of age, these uh, young tyrannosaurs were very typical theropods. They looked a lot like smaller versions of other theropods, like the raptors, okay. uh, Velociraptor, Allosaurus. So they seem to have been doing the same type of things. Their teeth were very blade-like, very narrow, very sharp, and their bites were relatively weak. Relatively speaking, we're talking about a three-year-old Tyrannosaur probably had a bite force about 10% that of an alligator, whereas oh. at 11, uh, they had a bite force that was about on par with uh, an alligator. But then at 11, that's when we have the big transition. Then their teeth start becoming much more uh, robust. They swell up. They become uh, what we call incrassate, which is basically a very fat version of a steak knife, if you want. And their bite force just start increasing exponentially becoming super strong up to the point where by the time they reach uh, adulthood their bite force is eight times that of an alligator and for t-rex we're talking about bite force 15 times that of an alligator so they undergo dramatic changes when they hit the 11 year old mark and uh, unreal so you can you can tell just by their their bite force and the shape and and structure of their teeth what they were doing, and basically, I mean, we, we know they're predators throughout their lifespan, but you can, it changes the way that they, they feed, they prey, they hunt, all of those things based on their structure, I guess, right? Yes, exactly. You can see that basically because the teeth and young individuals are very blade-like, those teeth are very similar to those of Komodo dragons, which are animals that just slash at their predators. Those teeth are just like steak knives. They're just for slashing through flesh. But when you get at 11 years old, then the teeth becomes much more, much more robust. They're fatter. They're designed for actually sustaining a lot of, uh, of twisting stresses when they bite onto their prey, but also uh, stresses associated when these animals try to crush through bones because their bite force becomes so powerful that these animals are capable of cr- uh, crushing through bones. So just by looking at yeah, the, the shape of the teeth and also the, the proportions of the jaws and applying some uh, biomechanical or engineering principles to calculate uh, uh, bite force values, then you can actually infer what were the changes uh, that happened during the lifespan of a, of a tyrannosaur and realize that, yeah, they're not just the small ones are not just, yes, yeah, scaled-down versions, right. mini-me versions of T-Rex. <laughs> they're actually totally different animals that fill different roles in their ecosystem. So you say they're full-grown adults by their 20s. How long do they live? How long does... Uh... Uh, a T-Rex live? Yeah, well, Tyrannosaurus, well, most dinosaurs, you can actually tell their ages. If you cut their bones, you can see there's growth rings, just like in a tree, okay. uh, inside the bones of dinosaurs. So you can get a rough estimate of how old the uh, the dinosaurs were. So for T-Rex itself, we have, yeah, the, the largest animals seem to have been in the 28 to 30 year of age at okay. the time of their death. For the other ones that I studied, Gorgosaurus and Albertosaurus, this, at least so far, the evidence we have, they seem to have been maybe have died a little bit at a younger age, maybe in the mid-20s. But uh, yeah, that's a new line of research that 
started I'd say probably in the last 15 years or so that basically allows us to finally start answering asking questions about how old and or how fast these uh, dinosaurs grew okay I'm going to drag you into a really stupid discussion here if you don't mind we're having a big fight uh, me and my team here um, about T-Rexes um, I'm, I'm the only one who seems to think that he could win in a fight against any other dinosaur that we know of all my producers are saying no 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 there's a dinosaur out there that could beat a T-Rex in a fight is there or are they the ultimate dinosaur uh you would be right if you'd put <laughs> money on that bet you would have won uh, i've done a good comparison yeah looking at uh, t-rex versus another giant dinosaur that was actually even bigger than t-rex t-rex uh, an adult t-rex could reach uh, could reach about 12 meters in length there's a species from south america called gigantosaurus which means giant reptile which is not very uh, original as a name but <laughs> <laughs> that's what the scientists came up with but that animal could reach 13 to 14 meters in length well, that, that giant dinosaur from South America, Gigantosaurus, had a bite force about four times that of a modern alligator. If you compare T-Rex, T-Rex is at 15 times that of an alligator. And the reason why even a, an animal bigger than T-Rex has a weaker bite is I think it's because these animals hunted differently. T- the, all Tyrannosaurus people are familiar with that have very short forelimbs. They don't are, they are incapable of using their hands to grasp prey. So they have to do all their, their killing work, all the dirty work has to be done with their jaws, with their teeth. So that's why they had to evolve super powerful bites so that they could kill their prey because they couldn't rely sure. on anything else to take down their prey. Whereas Gigantosaurus still had long uh, forelimbs, hands with three fingers, with very big claws. So it could have used its forelimbs to try to, to kill a prey, whereas T-Rex had no other choice but to rely on its bite to take down its prey. Makes perfect sense. I, I, I appreciate your time so much, Francois. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll do this again. Thank you very much. That is Francois Therrien from the Royal Terrell Museum down in Drumhunter.